Welcome to Deeper Than the Surface podcast, episode two, talking about friends, relationships, associates. We're going to be diving deep into this topic today. Yo, what's up, everybody? My name is Miles. Um, like I said on the last episode, I'm from Savannah, Georgia, second year at the University of Georgia, studying entertainment and media studies, where I'm a double minor as well. Um, film studies and jazz music are my minors. And we're talking about relationships. David, what are you going to say about your introduction? Uh, David Graham, fourth year at University of Georgia, x in sports science. Bet. It's your boy, <laughs> Jordan Roberts, man. And I'm from <laughs> I'm from Thompson, Georgia. Um, second year bio major on the pre med with a minor in French. Bonjour to all my French speakers out there. Bonjour, Back bonjour. with a movie. I'm, like, I'm a French speaker too. Though. Bonjour. I'm Back with a movie. Welcome back, guys. My name is Offwan Oyahira. Like I said, fourth year computer science major from Stone Mountain, Georgia. I'm excited for episode two. Good to chat. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm Yonas Viscano, fourth year econ major um, from Snowville, Georgia. So, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right. Nice to meet all of you guys, man. We hope we hope you guys enjoyed the last episode, man. We put our all into that first episode, and it's not gonna stop there, man. We are gonna keep on going with these episodes. Like I said, or, well, like David said earlier, this this episode is about relationships and just navigating all of those things. And it's loosely based off of this book that I'm currently reading. I've been reading it ever since the school year started off and on. Um, you know, studies kind of takes over that type of stuff. But it's called Relational Intelligence. It's by Darius Daniels. Great impacting book. Um, and it's just about navigating your relationships and aligning relationships based off these four categories. And the four categories are friends, associates, advisors, and assignments. Um, and no relationship in your life, the book says this, no relationship in your life has no purpose. It either progresses you or it regresses you. So we're going to dive into these topics. We're going to have some genuine, uh, transparent conversations about this so then we can all navigate our relationships better in our own lives. And hopefully by the end of this episode, the listeners, um, y'all can gain some insight on how y'all can navigate y'all's relationships as well. Yes, um, but... Like I said, no relationship in your life has no purpose. It either progresses you or regresses you. And I want you guys to remember this as this episode goes on. Um, everyone with everyone you have a relationship with in your life deserves to be in a category. And the book says specifically on page 21, I got it marked off right here. Um, the question of how we define relationship, define and categorize each of our relationships may seem like a trivial one, but it's an indispensable task. And I get it. As believers, it feels wrong, maybe unbiblical to place people in categories. It may feel like we are assigning importance to one person over another. But as we dive into this section of the book, we'll see that it's not the case at all. Without defining that the relationships in our lives, we cannot effectively accomplish our purpose. As Jesus outlined in John 15, 13, part of our purpose is to be relational assets and not a liability in the lives of people God sends us. So how does that make y'all feel just hearing like um, we have to put people in categories? Is that kind of like a jarring ta task to you guys or does that sound pretty um, good as a thing to do? Honestly, sounds like a wise thing to do because it's protecting your, you at the end of the day. Like when you put relationships into categories, it places a different level of expectation on the people that you're mingling with. You know what I mean? Like the the, the expectations for an associate are not the same as a friend. Right. And an advisor and a friend are not the same, you know what I'm saying, expectations. So in mm -hmm. a sense, it's like protecting you and keeping you on a level path, I feel like. Uh -huh. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. <clears throat> and also, it's just like one thing I like to say, that as a man or as a woman, um, you have to be intentional about the people that you place in your life. You have to look within yourself and say, 
what's worth fighting for, what's mm-hmm. worth keeping, what's worth fight, what's worth maintaining. So I feel like um, in categorizing your relationship, you can um, you can easily do that. You can mm-hmm. um, see I'm gonna fight for this relationship. I'm gonna try to maintain this. I'm gonna steward onto it. Or I'm gonna be, I'm gonna take my hands off of it a yeah, little bit. So yeah, you gotta look within yourself, and yes, be intentional. Sir. And it makes it, it makes a lot of sense too to just identify, you know, what this person means to me, mm-hmm. and understand is this, you know, the purpose of this relationship? Is it to progress me or to regress me? Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to like our family members, you know, we're I, almost automatically gonna be like, I feel like I want to help them, mm-hmm. you know, if they're in a rough spot, um, mm-hmm. whether you know they're regressing you. regressing you or not Mm. Um, but you know when it comes to like you know people who are associates or maybe even some friends you know there's not necessarily that like level of like I need to do this you know rather Mm. um, so it you know you just kind of have to like understand who you know what you can do for this person Mm -hmm. and what that person means to you right Um, I agree with all the points made man all right so the first category we're gonna start with is the friend category this is like the most dense one um I have the most information about this one and if y'all see any notes that I missed y'all can feel free to you know hop on and like um give y'all's input as well but the first thing that Darius Daniel says about friends in this part of the book is that it's too loosely used in today's society. Um, and people should earn the title of being your friend. Um, God has called us to love everyone, but not necessarily to be friends with everybody. And the definition of friends is this. Friends are individuals who are relational assets and not liabilities. Friends are those who God escorts into our environments because there is something they need to be for us in order for us wait for us in order to help us be what we need to be for him that's a tongue twister um friends offer more than company they carry they help us carry out our calling um and romans 13 and 8 it says we owe no man anything but to love him we owe people love but not everyone deserves to have access to our lives so the friends are the people your friends are the people that you do life with basically uh-huh. those are people that we give our lives to they give our they give their lives to us if they are a friend to us as well and they, we basically share a lot of our lives with them um, but not everybody needs to have that access to your life right. we're we're supposed to love everybody yes as christians we love everybody on this earth but not everybody deserves access to us mm-hmm. So does anybody want to comment on that about not having access to us? I feel like I want to talk about the first thing, which is the word friend being used too lightly in today's society. Too loosely. I feel like social media plays a big factor in that. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes our perspective of friend is tainted because we view friends as quantity, how many friends I have. But this is really getting you to examine the quality of your friends. Mm -hmm. Not just numbers, not just followers, but who actually are these people that I call friend. Mm -hmm. And that's something I feel like is really vital for you to have an understanding of who are my friends and who's not. Mm -hmm. I'll say something. um, Like, off rip hearing that, you know, everybody in your life is supposed to be put in a category, that can sound harsh because it's like, like, we're people out here. You don't want to be put in categories, but it's important, you know. One of the... um, most important things that my mom always told me is that people in your life, people are in your life for a reason and for a season. You know, everybody serves a certain purpose in your life, mm-hmm. and that friend category is extremely important. Like David said, um, it be, it's being too loosely used in today's society. Who you call a friend should be near and dear to your heart. You yes, know? yes, right. a true friend at that. Yeah, yeah true exactly. Friend. And you know, it's. I think even if people sometimes are so quick to say that, oh, this person is my friend, this person is my friend. I think some people really do understand like the magnitude of a relationship. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, if you're really my friend, like you would know this side of me Mm -hmm. or like you would know this much about me versus like 
someone who you could like roughly say is an associate you know yeah. somebody who I roughly know because of maybe like through mutual friends or you know like we're part of this organization or we do this and this together but it's not somebody who I share life with yeah. or I you know I've given myself to mm-hmm. in a way mm-hmm. um, that a friend would but, yeah exactly yeah. and also like you can't you gotta be wise with that because you can't trust people either like you can trust people but a lot of you can't just let anybody into your life because yeah, if we keep right. it real a lot of people are snakes and they they will bite you right. you gotta be wise in picking those relationships because yeah. even Jesus like um I thought about this verse it say because of the miraculous signs Jesus did in Jerusalem at the Passover celebration many began to trust in him but Jesus didn't trust them because he knew all about people. Mm, yeah. No one needed to tell him about human nature for he knew what was in each person's heart. Yeah. So mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you have to be wise and pick in these lifelong partners, these friends, because sometimes people will stab you in your back. Like yeah. Jesus had the 12, but he also had his three. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, he had his three. Absolutely. I'm about to touch on this. I'm about to touch on that. Not right now. But um, Darius Daniels actually gives us these qualities to look for in friends. Um, and those qualities include unshakable character, um, the scripture for that is 1 Corinthians 15 and 33. Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. That's one of my favorite mm-hmm. scriptures, actually. Mm-hmm. Love that scripture. And if y'all want to hop in anytime, just feel free to like stop me. I got to I gotta yeah. hop on that. <laughs> you got to hop on that. Un- unshakable character. <laughs> one of the things that Proverbs teaches in Proverbs 13, verse 20, walk with the wise and become wise. For sure. For a companion of fools suffers harm. Yeah. Yeah. This is saying that the character, the quality of your friends truly matters because when you're with wise people, you yourself will become wise. Mm-hmm. Yes. But if you're with a fools, it's gonna su- it's gonna do damage to your life, uh-huh. do damage to your, to yes, who sir. you are as exactly. a person. Exactly. And so that's why it's so important that as we're navigating friendships, we're asking God for discernment. Yeah. Because you with the natural lens can't really see all that there is to a person. Cannot. God sees the behind the scenes and then when God sends somebody into your life, like Alphonse said, we gotta learn and ask God, God, why is this person in my life? Uh-huh. I can't just jump into directly saying you're my friend. I don't know your character. Right, I just well, met you 10 seconds ago. I'm calling you my friend. You know what I'm saying? Crazy, I, I, crazy. We can be cool. God has to show me the purpose and the reason why you're here. Because yeah. if not, then I go ahead and get hurt by something you did when it's like, you were never really a friend. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Yeah, let me tell you something. Um, Psalm 1, blessed is a man who walks not in any constantly ungodly, nor sits in the sea of scorpion, nor stands in the way of sinners. So, that's basically saying who you do life with. Like A blessed man chooses his friends really wisely. A right. blessed man is not sitting, walking, doing life with anyone. He chooses his friends really wisely. So That's true. Yes, sir. Exactly. And, and also, like, just because we're saying you got to be wise about being your friends, we're not saying, like, don't be friends with nobody. No. You know what I mean? We're just saying don't being be wise and picking it because um, it's not good for man to be alone. Nope. So make sure you're just being wise in your picking to be yeah. a friend. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Um, the second, ca- the second um, character trait he says a friend should have is unconditional love. Um, Proverbs 17, 17 says, A friend loves at all times and a brother is born for a time of adversity. Um, the third quality he says a friend needs to have is unbridled honesty. Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. That's Proverbs 27 and 6. Mm-hmm. And I think honest friends can mm-hmm. really humble you when you need people around you that can tell you that you're doing something wrong. Um, I know, like, the conversations even we've had just about, like, you know, campus affairs, like, being on campus. Like, anytime I'm doing something wrong, y'all feel like I'm going in the wrong direction. I don't know. Think twice about that. Um, And it's very... It's very... um, important to have friends that can be honest with you yeah, Um, yeah. a a big reason as to why you should have honest friends is that I shouldn't have to be surrounded with a whole bunch of yes men 
Nope. Like, at some point, I need someone who's going to tell me, yo, Dave, that's really not a good idea. For sure. Why? Not because you're jealous or you're angry, but because you genuinely do love me and you see the the result of that action. Yeah. You shouldn't be just saying, and if I only keep people around me who are going to affirm everything that I'm doing, are they really friends? Yeah. Are they really pushing you in the right trajectory? For sure. Because I think friends, one of the biggest indicator of a true friend is he challenges you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That person that you call a friend should challenge you. Yeah. And that's with honesty. Yeah. Let me add to that. Um, the friend who challenges you and like will criticize you, I think it's also important to know how that person responds to that criticism, to that challenging. Like if that person is not is always shutting down to when you challenge them or you, you're saying something better than them, are they really your friend? Mm. You know, like yeah, just think about they feel that. like if they feel like every time you correct them or point them in another direct another direction that you're invalidating their feelings or something like that, that's not a friend that you need to have. Hey, you know, sometimes like in those situations, like that person might be your best friend right. in that scenario. Like that's yeah. somebody who you know, like that's my brother, but criticism is not something that they're just good at taking that's fair yeah. and so I think in those types of scenarios and examples you just have to show them that type of unconditional love yeah. uh, if that person was your child for example yeah, you would fight for them love. you'd fight for them to change because you're like I, I literally see the error in your ways uh, and I'm doing this out of love for you that's why you're st- just talking about unconditional love right Yeah. and unbridled honesty is almost in the same like way is it pronounced bridled is, is it? I said brittle. <laughs> I said brittle. I don't know. I think it depends on... I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It depends on speaking or whatever. Yeah, exactly. But, like, you know, like, I just think both go kind of go hand in hand. Like, yeah. And so I just think it's about approaching someone and being like, you know what, I'm doing this out of love for you. I'm not doing this to call you out. Yeah. And I think when you kind of, like, notice or you kind of, like, show them your intention, they might see things in a different light. Mm, for sure. So... Yeah, yeah. Because you gotta know who you're talking to at the yeah. end of the day. Yep. Yeah, like you said, you can't yeah. just go at everybody and just critiquing yeah. them no, off for real, sure. like all the time. There's certain ways you gotta move about it. Like and you gotta you know, know who you're you talking know, to. If that person is your friend, you would know. Right. Like this, yeah. it's, it's, it wouldn't be the first time you see them react right. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Truly, truly. That's true. Uh, the other um, quality he says a friendship have is unmovable reliability. Proverbs eighteen and twenty four says one who has reliable unreliable friends soon comes to ruin. But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Mm-hmm. Um, the fifth quality he says a friend needs to have is unceasing encouragement. Ecclesiastes four nine through ten says two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If mm-hmm. either one of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Mm-hmm. So having a friend that is able to unceasingly encourage you is also very, very important. Um, the book says also on, th- on page 32, there are some things we will never achieve without, the, achieve without the encouragement and love and the influence of friends. An authentic friendship not only gives us joy and helps us become who God intended us to become, but this category of relationship also helps us do what we cannot do alone. This is true whether this a friendship is with someone you met in college or a friendship that you met within a marriage or family. Um, he says the story of Adam and Eve. Many people view the story of Adam and Eve through a um, intimate lens, but he says God literally sent Adam Eve because he needed a companion on earth that he could do life with, and that just shows the weight that the title of a friend has. Not only was Eve his companion, his rib, but she was also a friend to him. Right. So if God sent Adam Eve, that just goes to show you how important God sees friendships as too. Right. That goes back to what you said mm-hmm. about you. Not, we're not telling you this to be like so picky with your friend. Like the book yeah. says, also whenever you are looking for a perfect relationship with a friend, you're also causing yourself to go through life paralysis. Mm. So whenever you try to look for the perfect friends, the perfect relationships. 
you're putting yourself in life paralysis. You're gonna put your life on a halt because you're looking for something perfect. You know what I'm saying? Like, like perfect perfection is impossible. The only person who walked this earth that was perfect was Jesus Christ. You know what I'm saying? Now we all strive to be like him and look for people that strive to be like Jesus Christ, but don't look for the next Jesus in your friendships and your relationships. And I'll add to that, and I'll even say, back to Proverbs, iron sharpens iron. So it's like these friendships and these relationships should make you better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You should become a better person. You should grow. You can tell when a relationship's not for you when you're stagnant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you've been in the same place you were three years ago with the same friend, mm-hmm. you start to wonder, like, wow, like, <laughs> is this really something that God is sending or is this something I grew comfortable in? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And then, like, imagine, like, school is tough. And I know for me, like, I'm in chemistry right now. And if mm. I didn't have my friends, like my mom, uh, shout out to my mom, but like, <laughs> like That's my real. best friend, like if I didn't have That's like cool, though, yeah. my core friends, especially yeah. like my girlfriend, like if I didn't have her like through these times, like her sharpening me, her helping me out through these times, I couldn't get through it. Yeah. So like that goes to show like, you gotta find you some core people to help yeah. you through these times because you yeah. you can't do it by yourself. Bro, you can't do it by yourself. Yeah. Can't do it by yourself. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, okay. go I was gonna like mention like, like those people like serve a purpose in almost carrying you. Yeah. And look, like you, you like just go back to like what David was saying. Like if, if it's stagnant for such a long time, like obviously you've identified the problem. Mm-hmm. But when it's like in a certain season of your life where you know like just things are going, you know, piling up on you, whether it's school, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, mental health, whatever's going on in your life, you know, mm-hmm. you ha- you're supposed to have those people to carry you in right. a sense. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's the point of relationships. Right. You know, our relationship with God is the point like where he's supposed to sanctify us yeah. every single day. We're being sanctified to be like Christ. Sure. But without God Jesus David. carrying us, we wouldn't have that, mm-hmm. you know? And I think, you know, like in your scenario with your girlfriend, with your mom, when you have that core going for you, when they're pulling you up, you know they're going to bring you out of the ground like Jesus mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's the purpose. Like, we're supposed to mimic Christ. Right. And, you know, in that scenario specifically, yeah. they're mimicking Christ in terms of yeah. them carrying you. So. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. Right. This yeah. is a good conversation, Bro, we might have to just do friends nah, and associates. Nah, yeah. <laughs> we might do the episode thing like you were talking about. Yeah, like, I'm telling you, friends and associates today. David, you was right. You should, yeah. Yeah. With, with that, <laughs> we got to talk about authenticity. Bro, because I, was just, <laughs> I was just about to touch on that, dog. You, bro, you this, took the words right out of my mouth. These relationships require a level of authenticity. <laughs> I can't have a mask on and get into a good relationship, a bro, good friendship, bro. the perfect relationship. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Hey. So... Bro, page 40, bro. You got it? Yeah. <laughs> no, you read. I'm going to say what I got to say. All right, let me put some context yeah, to it real quick. So, but the relationships we have with people we call friends, people we choose to do life with should be convinced should be covenantal, not transactional. Those relationships are the one place where we're able to be our authentic selves. We should be able to say, this is who I am and this is the person. This is the one place I don't have to be anyone other than who God has made me to be. This doesn't mean we don't grow or evolve. It means that we, that at the core of our close and intimate relationship is a kind of acceptance. As a guide going forward, we should know this. Authentic friendships affirm. We shouldn't feel like a politician in our own relationships where we have to measure every word and spend every conversation. Mm. And then go that go right back to Jesus, like what we were saying about his three. So he loved the 12, but he had his three. Mm. In the Garden of Gethsemane, we see Jesus pleading with the Father, um, if this be, take, your, take this cup from me. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Crying, mm. bleeding sweat. 
You know what I'm saying? But who did he have? He had three, three people dudes. with him. Yep. He only had those three people with him because he wanted to be his he, he wanted to be his authentic self. Uh, he couldn't open up to everybody else. Mm, you know what I'm saying? So uh, he went to them and like, can y'all just watch and pray for me? Can y'all do this for me? They're like, we go get the other. Nah, I don't want them to see me like this. I mm-hmm. want to be my authentic self, but I'm only being this version of myself around y'all yep. three. Let me go ahead. Like when David brought up authenticity, like when I'm around y'all. There's a different side of me that y'all see that the rest of the world don't see. Yes, Just right. because I feel like I can truly be my authentic self yes, when you're yes. around your friends. That's why who you are friends with is so crucial. Like, there's just, like, a lot of things that people just shouldn't, des- don't deserve to see because they're not your friends. You know right, what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. And that gets into the point of making sure that you choose your friends wisely mm-hmm. and don't call everybody friend. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you this. If you choose a friend in your life that you think is a friend for you, I'm, I'm over double doubling back on what I'm saying. If you choose a friend that's not a true friend for you, your your authentic self is going to end up offending them in some type of way. Mm. And that's due to the alignment issue that we bring up. Right. Make sure that you're aligning people who are actually true friends for you in your <laughs> life so then you don't end up stepping on the toes of somebody who is not ready for the authentic. Right. Mm. So you know what I'm saying, or even worse, it's like you dilute the like the meaning of a friend. You do. Yeah. A friend never sees the authentic, you know, that authenticity, you know, that the authentic, uh, <laughs> that authentic side of you. Are they really your friend? Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it's like, because who is, no, you got it. I bet. So I continue like with y'all's thoughts. The authenticity is so important because you can only fake it so long. Right. And it's like when that real side of you truly appears. Is it going to be a shock for that person? Mm. Somebody who you call friends shouldn't be surprised by who you really are mm. a nope. year down the road. <laughs> right. Like that mask can only be worn for so long. And the thing about that mask too is you're only hurting yourself. Right. You're only hurting yourself. The Bible says that when you confess your sins to one another, you find healing. If I can't, if my friend that I call a close friend, I can't confess like, hey man, pray for me, I'm struggling with this. Ooh. He, <laughs> he might just put a little temporary band-aid on it by encouraging me and affirming what I'm doing that's wrong. Yeah. But I really need to be like, hey, bro, pray for me. I'm down bad right check, now. Bro. I need to check. Our yeah. conversations that we've had, bro, like those yeah. have been some of the most fruitful conversations because like whenever we're struggling with something, we just go to each other about it. Yeah. Yeah. And whenever we go to each other about it, it's so much that you can gain through that, like yeah. spiritual counsel. The Bible says, and I don't know, my dad always says this verse to me. I, I lose it every single time I want to say it, bro. What is it? It's like- In the council of many. No, in the council of many, there is safety. safety. That's yeah. it. That's yeah. it. In the council of many, there is safety. Like whenever you have a lot of wise counsel around you, wise people, wise friends that can help you go through what you're going through in life help you navigate those difficult spaces mm-hmm. you have safety mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying the council of many there and, the, and, and these these friendships that we're talking about these true friendships they're more precious than gold Person. and because they're more precious than gold and, and advancing our spiritual walk the enemy is going to try his best to put a muzzle on our mouth mm-hmm. to try to hinder yeah. us finding these yeah. genuine wow. friendships yeah. because that's, think that's about it so hard, every bro. time you go through something and I know we had this conversation all the time we always try to run and hide. Yeah. The devil try to put that muzzle in your mouth. Ooh, like, no, don't tell them that. Struggling with something. Don't tell them that. <laughs> they try, because he know in the council of many, whatever you do, safety. it's safety. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Find that verse. You see what I'm bro. saying? Because so, yes. yes. there's also this other aspect, too, within that safety. You know, you know one of the most destructive things within that safety of friendships? What? Gossip. Mm. You go tell somebody, you go open up to somebody about something, hey. and, and that safety is breached because of gossip. That's yes. why it's so important that our tongues are just filled with love and brittled by Christ. Mm. Yeah. Christ has to be the rain for our tongues because yes. that mouth, that tongue, 
keys to life and death. Hey. You can kill a good friendship yeah, tell you, just by gossiping. That tongue is mm-hmm. mighty powerful. Yeah. Mighty tell powerful. And, and we it are is. not stronger so, than gossip. Yeah. You know what I'm We're saying? Not. We have to humble ourselves and realize that any of us are susceptible. Susceptible. That's so crazy that you mentioned gossip. Because the other day, I was thinking about this topic. Yeah. I was thinking about friendships and I was like, w- one thing that I cannot stand is gossip. Like, you know, people who said that, you know, like, oh, I got this ick. Mm-hmm. People always have this, like, little yeah. ick. My ick is gossip. Yeah. Like, when I, whenever, like, I hear somebody say, oh, I like gossiping, I'm like, I just That's get turned off. That's just weird to me. It's I, don't, I don't like it. Well, right. we, it's, we gotta pray for those people. Because yeah. all of us gotta pray for the But to be fair, look at those people who are gossiping. You know, like, where do they find their entertainment? And, you know, had it happened to them, like, would they be, you know, happy about that? If someone was gossiping about them, this mm-hmm. and this, spreading rumors and this, and this, they wouldn't be happy. So it's interesting to, like, hear that you say, like, our tongues need to be bridled with the love of Christ. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes what happens is the enemy twists something, such as, like, gossip, and turns it into a form of entertainment. Mm-hmm. And Ooh. for people, they think that, oh, like, I'm being fulfilled through this type of entertainment, but not really realizing, you know, like, you're almost, like, Hurting yourself, mm, not yes. even hurting yourself. You're hurting others too. You're hurting and others. You, and like you said, bro, like that job is powerful because man, that's it. Really got potential to like destroy a whole friendship. It can destroy something that was meant to progress the kingdom of God mm. because you couldn't keep your mouth shut. Mm. This is any advice to anybody who can't keep their mouth shut. Stop <laughs> being messy. <laughs> Stop being messy. <laughs> Because when you break that trust, it's hard to build it. Hey, yeah, exactly. that's why. Well, who, who's about to say something? I'm about to say, <laughs> as somebody who has gossiped before, it is one of the most worst feelings when that truth gets out there and now you got to go make it right. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's one of the worst feelings. I'm, I'm going to put it out there and be yeah. real. I'm going to be real with you. <laughs> I will be real with you. <laughs> that's one of the worst feelings. You have to humble yourself to a completely different level. Just say, hey, you know, I was the one who did that. I said that. And, and you go. <laughs> it's almost like being, it's almost like being naked or something. Like, this is like it's like stripping you of your like pride. pride. It's like, <clears throat> and you gotta but, mention in the moment. I go cat. That just feel relieving. Like you feel like you getting your stuff out, but it's like wow. Like after when you done, it's like. I really just said all that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bro, it's one of the worst. It's something we all struggle with. Yes, bro. Because gossiping. Yes. It's fun in the it moment. Is, in the moment, but, it's like, oh yeah, who did this? Who did that? What's but, the team? Spill? Hey, mind you, it's like all that type of stuff. Like we just always be trying to just tell, talk, talk, talk. Yeah. Especially me, because I love talking, yeah. but it's like, <laughs> bro, I'm, I'm, look, I'm guilty. Yeah, oh, I'm so guilty. guilty. We, are, we all guilty. Keep it yeah, like, we all guilty. guilty. It's just, yeah, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Like, I, I True get freedom it, yeah. is being able to free yourself of that, though. And whenever people start talking about stuff. You gotta keep it like you gotta just keep it pushing, bro. Ignore the conversation and keep it moving. Especially in your core, in your yes. core group. You, hey. you can't spill the core. How yeah. does somebody navigate that? If you're in a core group of friends and your friend group is struggling with gossip, mm. how do you navigate that? Alignment. Alignment. Yes. The next category is associates. Mm. And he he in this book he talks about the importance of alignment. If somebody in your in your friend circle is not doing what they're supposed to do as a friend, you might have to align them to being an associate. Um, this mic does not want to stay for some but reason. It's somebody <laughs> I knew for ten years, I can't just move him. So uh, it's, most associate relationships, though, don't start off as associate relationships. They may mm-hmm. have been friendships, and you have to move it to an associate relationship. Yeah. But what you have, you want to say? About I, I got a question. Yeah. So when you say like gossiping, are you saying like they're gossiping about outside people? Are you talking about they're gossiping about stuff that you have been vulnerable with, and they're gossiping about that? 
What if it's both? Yeah. If it's if you're gossiping about something that you've been vulnerable with, then you might have to reevaluate that friendship. That's not for real. Because yeah. if it's me, like if it's something that I tell y'all, like that I'm being vulnerable with, mm-hmm. and I found out, I'm like, huh? Like, you would never get the authentic version of me again. Mm-hmm. So if you, if I'm not authentic, that means it's not a real friendship. Exactly. So, and there's a verse in the Bible that says, "A brother that's offended is harder to win than a strong strong city." I believe. Mm. It's basically just the message that once you establish trust in somebody and that trust is mutual and it's built up and established, once it's breached, it is so, so it's one of the hardest things to gain back. Yeah. So say, hard. Let me say something. Um, sure. If your friends are gossiping to you and you're gossiping to them, what do you think they do behind your back? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, That's why you need friends who don't about yeah. you do that. You yes. Do yes, you got to find people who look, won't do that. Truth be told, I think every friendship needs some sort of like a level of empathy. Mm. So when you look at somebody, you're like, I, I call this person my friend. They can be in my shoes if I tell them something vulnerable. I can be in their shoes if they're some, they'll, you know, if they mm. say something vulnerable. Right. Now, if they're gossiping, you know, about my like private stuff, I have to look at that person and be like, Have you been looking, you know, at my situation through, you know, through my lens, mm. or have mm. you just been like, you know, just absorbing information, and you maybe took a quick dopamine spike. It was like, you know what? I could tell this person. And yeah. I could tell this person. Mm-hmm. And yeah. just like enjoy the temporary satisfaction. And like what you said, sometimes you can enjoy it temporarily. Uh, but then right mm-hmm. after you say, you're like, dang. Yeah. Like, I just I just said all that type of stuff to somebody. Went crazy. To somebody who I don't wild, even like. Wild. I don't even see this person as like close as I do with this person. Exactly. Mm-hmm. A closer friend told me something personal. I just told it to somebody who I don't really see as a close friend. Exactly. It's just like, yeah. And, and you're exactly right. Um, and... When I when you say that one one thing that I think about like my philosophy with like gossiping about people is you read what you sow. Mm, so yeah. if I'm being empathetic to somebody, um, then so, if I have a problem, they may be empathetic to me. You know what I'm saying? If I'm gossiping about somebody, they may gossip about me because you read what you sow. Right. So they kind of put like the fear mm. of God on you. Be like, hey, you know what? I'm mm-hmm. gonna choose. Yeah. yeah, you read what yeah. you sow is one of those scriptures that's very applicable to most things. Like right. if you sow good. You reap good, but if you sow bad, you reap bad. So for somebody who is trying to make new friends, we mentioned some traits, but how do they make sure those traits are really what they say they are, what they seem to be? Because at the surface, you know, you can fake it for so long like we talked about, but how do I really make sure that this is who that person really is? To me, I think it's short and simple. Like, yeah, God, but time will tell. Time will tell. Time will tell. Like, time is the um, truest test. Like, if it stands the test of the test of time, then you'll know if it's real. And, you know, to kind of piggyback off that, I feel like, I feel like godly people, I, like, I really do feel like godly people are, like, blessed with a sort of, like, discernment mm-hmm. about certain people. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of look at that, that person, not only, like, through their, not only through their previous actions, but, like, through, you know, their conversations mm-hmm. with you, with their character, like, what you kind of see in, like, an up, like, a face-to-face conversation, you can kind of evaluate. Yeah, this yes, person so. is genuine versus, like, this person is, at, like trying to get something out of me or they're trying to get something you know what I'm saying like something that's not genuine mm. I feel like godly people are like blessed with that type of discernment yeah, check it like I'm saying is discernment good, is a real bro. thing because yeah. there are some people who during my first year whenever I was just dealing with certain people on campus and stuff like that just being in the new environment being at UJ I was like I don't know if they're actually a friend based off this book but at the time I was like oh yeah they're a friend they're a friend they're a friend yeah. they're a friend but now that I've read this book, it's like it's really allowed me to take an introspective look and be like, wow, some of these people are just associates. Yeah. Now, can I please dive into the de- definition of associates? Because we kind of gotten a little friend rabbit hole. It's like 32 no, I, I minutes. What up, bro? No, you good. You good. I think um, we ain't going to go for 30 this time. We're going to go for like 45. That's okay. cool. 
I was just gonna say, if you wanna have find good friends, be the good friend. Like sure. that's the first thing. That's good. Yeah. So you can't always that's be looking like good, yeah. you kinda gotta vibe with yourself. Like am I the friend that I want people to be? Like mm. am I that person in their life? So that's, right. yep. that's where you yeah. start. That's it. Hey, Luke chapter six, verse thirty one. Do to others as you have them do to you. And all these things that we talked about, these topics, these subjects, mm -hmm. can all be tied back into that. We've heard it been called the golden rule. Yep. If we truly abided by that rule, relationships, friendships would be different. Yeah. Because what I'm doing to other people, I would also be, I don't want to say attract, but you reap what you sow. Mm -hmm. If I'm being the friend that I so want, I, God will bless you yeah. with that friend, David and Jonathan. Mm -hmm. David had that close companion in Jonathan. Yep. Mm -hmm. Do to others as you want to do to you. Re Easier said than done. Literally, but reap what you sow. Reap what you, you sow. Yes, yeah. sir. That's the golden rule. Golden for sure. Rule, for sure. Right, that is the golden rule. Associates. Yep. All right, associates. <laughs> <laughs> we, hey, like I said, we're not we going to do associates we, justice, though. we going to yeah, do associates justice. Yeah, I'm trying to next episode. Y'all really trying uh, part to do that? Two, part two, part two. Y'all really trying to do actually no. I I think we should do associates. Okay. Can I can I please? I think it goes. Yeah, can I, I introduce associates? Because yeah, associates yeah, yeah. sets up the context for what a true friend is. Right, for real, for real. Yeah. We can we can finish it up next episode. But I do want to like give the audience what associates part is. Part two, um, but yeah, so associates. This microphone is being disrespectful. Beastie. <laughs> <laughs> associates um, is defined on page forty one of this book, and it says a person's relational. Well, this is like the little introduction. A person's relational intelligence is what enables them to discern the difference. An associate is a person with whom you have periodic or consistent association. An associate is what I call a tweener relationship. It is a category that describes a person who is not in the friendship category, but not in the assignment or advising categories either. Jesus often used animal metaphors to describe the person personality of people. One of the animals he uses to describe one type of personality is a goat. A goat is a tweener animal. It isn't a sheep, but it isn't a wolf either. Goats are very unpredictable in, in their behavior. Mm. At times, they can be do docile or and calm, and other times, they can be very aggressive. Likewise, there are people to whom you stay close enough to, to milk, but far enough away from so you don't get bit. Goats also eat garbage. Therefore, you should be authentic around them, but not transparent. They, need, they don't need to know the more intimate details of your life. Mm. So... That's so essential because it's like we have some goats in our lives, not greatest of all time, but we have some tweener people in our lives mm -hmm. that they eat garbage. Mm -hmm. So if they eat garbage, they'll eat anything. Mm -hmm. So if you tell them the transparent version of yourself, there's a chance they might go and tell that to somebody else because yeah. they're not a true friend. They're an associate. Mm -hmm. Now, associate doesn't need to have a negative connotation because an associate can be a great asset to your life you know what I'm saying like associates are people that you share something very specific with this book also says something like it says right here okay it says associate relationships are like this yeah we share a little bit of ourselves with each other and maybe it's the fact that we don't like peanut butter or that we're both trying to find the best schools to enroll our children in but I don't feel any pressure to share any more with you maybe you do maybe you don't and if you do I may not have the desire to go there with you and that's okay mm. so what y'all think about that with associate relationships thing, one thing you mentioned was authenticity versus transparency this is a boundary that has to be established and you have to know when to cross it yeah. because you can be authentic but not transparent because there's surface levels to that you know what I'm saying you can be transparent to a certain degree yeah. but knowing when to really be transparent will save you some hurt and pain because you could go tell somebody that Miles was saying he's like a goat you tell them you be transparent think you can trust them and all everything just unravels. You hear it out on social media. Someone's uh, talking about it, yeah. being gossiped about, 
and it can cause some serious damage to you. Yeah. And that's why we need discernment to discern, God, can I be authentic and transparent with this person uh-huh. or just authentic? There is Yo, a difference. Okay, now, like, I, I, I gotta ask, some people might be asking, okay, how do I know if I can be transparent with this associate versus, you know, authentic and transparent with this associate? Like, how could you tell? God is the answer. All these things that we have deep questions to, we have to take it back to God. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, man's going to say, oh, (laughs) just look for this, look for that. But it's it's so situational to the point where you need the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, help me make these friendships, lead me to the right people, and bring the right people to my life. And you you know what? You know what? Just to kind of like piggyback off that, like, I feel like if it does take it into, like, let's say you use the Holy Spirit and it somehow just takes a negative turn. Mm -hmm. This situation just goes sour. Mm -hmm. You know? I feel like the number one thing you like we should be doing is to approach that situation with love. Mm. It's to like take this negative situation, try to make it positive, you know, like, you know, whether it be like an apology or, you know, try to like, re- you know, remediate um, mm. with this person or the situation any type of way, um, you know, approach negativity with love, you know, same way Christ would. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And so like in that like way, you can never really say to yourself, OK, like, dang, like if this goes bad, I don't know what to do. Right. Because um, sometimes people have that fear of like, oh man, if this go, you know, people are so like addicted to thinking of the negative. Like, what's the what's like what's the worst that could happen? Mm. What's the worst that could? How do I deal with that? And it's really easy, just with love. Mm. Like, how would Christ? How would like a lot of people say like, <clears throat> you know, like easy way to think about it is like how would Jesus approach the situation? You mm-hmm. know, sometimes in my head, if I if I have to deal with this person or deal with this situation, I don't really know what to do. I'm gonna just think how would Christ approach it? Right. And I would think Christ would approach it in a loving way, in a calm way, and in a way that seeks to benefit everybody. Right. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to be like a ticking time bomb. You don't you don't want to like be super confrontational when it comes to your person to person relationships. You yeah. wanna be very um calm in dealing with people because I think that's the most God honoring way to deal with people. You know what I'm saying? What about? <clears throat> and also um before Jesus did any big thing, he always went away and sought counsel. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So who he sought counsel to? The Father. So the like Father. you said, mm. the answer to really all of these questions is you go back to God. Mm-hmm. You gotta go back to God. Yeah, because yeah. God will place it God will drop it in you what the answer is. Right. Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, about associates, um I think the biggest thing with managing your relationships with associates is expectations. Um, the expectations you have for associates should never be the same you have for your friends, or you will mm. constantly be disappointed. Yes, that's, that's a fact. Bro. So managing those expectations. Yeah, expectations is like one of the biggest things to get out of this book. Like whenever you have friend expectations on an associate, it's gonna be like, man, I can't believe they told this person this after I told after I opened up to them. But it's like they're can't an associate. Blame. You can't even blame that. No, like like yeah. Go ahead. The danger of the misalignment between friends and associates can make you bitter. Ooh. Like you can become bitter and be like, oh, I'm just gonna solo dolo. I'm me against the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's be real. We've seen it's that easy before. To be like that, it's yeah. easy to be bitter because we misaligned <laughs> the wrong or right person. The That's right person can be your life, but because you're damaged and you're hurt, you don't get the right chance and the right opportunity. Yep. Mm. And so it's so important. <laughs> it all boils down, God, we need your direction. We need your guidance, Lord, we need your guidance because you are the light word. to you know, your word's a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Yeah. And I'm just going by that. And, like, one thing we talked about um, in our private conversation the other day, but praying those dangerous prayers. Yeah. 
every time we pray those dangerous prayers, that Bruh. person ain't for me. Love, God, take love, him away. Love, God, love. show up like no other. It's like, <laughs> I'm he be waiting to hit that. Bro, bro, listen, dog. Like, there's been so many moments in my life when I've been dealing with people, like, you know, relationship-wise. Like, I'm not talking about, like, friendship. I'm talking about, like, relationship, relationship. Like, it's like, I pray to God. I'm like, God, if this ain't for me, take it away. I swear to you, it's not because I ain't got no gain. It's because every time I pray it, God take it away. Right. <laughs> and it's like he wants to hear that. It's like every time I pray that, God is like, okay, boom, got you. It's gone. But Just like I, that. But when I pray for the million dollars, you don't give it to me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, what? Literally, dog, dog. God, 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 is, God is sovereign. Man. He's, He's the same God. He's Lord. the same God. He's sure. He is the same God. But Hallelujah. One, <laughs> but one big thing that comes up oh, is alignment. Cool. Alignment is basically putting people in the right categories. We're not gonna touch advisors and assignments today, um, but we're gonna talk. We're gonna touch on alignment because alignment is what saves you from getting yourself like hurt. The concept of it. The concept of alignment. Yeah. Um, we're gonna talk about alignment in reference to relationships. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. So this right here says the courage to press pause. You may be asking, how do we press pause and reflect appropriately? What exactly should one do in order to correct any misalignments? Have the right perspective. Perspective is more important than the practice or method you use. The method you choose, I mean, sorry. The way we see the function of relationships in our lives is so much more important than we do. We certainly should be considerate of how some other, so how some of our choices to press pause or realign people may make others feel, yet our choices cannot be driven by, dominated by, or greatly influenced by other people's feelings. In other words, some choices we will we some some choices we will make may offend people. But that doesn't mean we're being offensive. We are solely responsible for the stewardship of our own lives. We cannot be held hostage by the feelings or expectations of others. Again, this doesn't mean that we are cold or inconsiderate. It doesn't mean we don't approach these decisions with compassion. What it does mean is that there are a number of other factors that impact the way people feel about or interpret what we do. Their emotional state creates and produces a filter that impacts how they hear what we say and how they interpret what we do. Understanding this isn't easy, even if it makes things, cl even if it makes things clearer. It certainly requires courage. Relational intelligence isn't just about clarity. It's also about courage. It's about summoning up the courage to make the decisions that are in best are in the best interest of the life God wants us to steward, and it is believing that my purpose never comes at the expense of someone else's, that the quality of my life never comes at the expense of someone else's if I'm doing it God's way. Mm. Bro, that is so true, and some people will not understand it. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like some people will be like, "Oh, you're just cold-hearted, mm. like you just." Like you know, but at the end of the day, you gotta choose yourself. Yes, bro. Like you have to, you have to steward that life that God wants for you. Once you seek that guidance from the Holy Spirit, and He yes. leads you, I want you to go this way. I want you to go this way. I forgot this that verse, but it's a verse that say, "I place the two paths before you, life yeah. and death." Mm -hmm. Like you have to choose life, right, and if yeah. that come with leaving some people behind, then that's yes. just what it come with. But yes. you have to choose life. Yes, yes. yes. It can be one of the hardest things in life too to realize that. Somebody you really do love has been misaligned in your life. Mm. Yeah. And it takes honesty, inventory, and honestly, probably somebody that you trust to ask. Like, hey, how can I do this in a way in which this person will not hate me? But this is the thing, though. Sometimes we consider people's feelings more than you consider your own. Mm -hmm. One thing Lecrae taught me was you need to protect your peace. Thanks. That doesn't mean be selfish. It just means to know your boundaries 
and to stand by them. You got to be selfish sometimes. You let's, do. Be, let's be real. Hey, but this book says the idea of aligning people is not a selfish endeavor. The culture may suggest it is, but people in the right, pe- putting people in the right place is not only at your best interest, it's also in their best interest. Mm. When God is ordering, guiding, and influencing our relationship decisions, those decisions are always in the best interest of both parties because right. God is equally concerned about both people in the relationship. Right. So because I'm making a decision that mm. God is leading me on, it's not selfish. No. I'm doing what's best for both ben of us because God it's sovereign. Yeah. Yeah. No, what I was saying, it can look selfish in the it moment. Can, yeah. It can look yeah. selfish in the worldly aspect. Yeah. Yes, it can look yeah. selfish in this in the scenario, aspect. like worse, like the world is like crazy about like you know making the word selfish seem so negative. Yeah. You know, like selfish, especially like in this scenario, it's not negative. It's mm-hmm. beneficial. You know, mm-hmm. like to protect your peace is to you know almost follow in li- an alignment with what God wants for you. Mm-hmm. You know, so. You know, like yeah. be selfish. You know? It definitely like, appears selfish. Yeah, right? yeah. And yeah. you know, it's crazy. Yeah. It's so, we're like we're like always taught to be humble and to to be generous. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, and I think you know those things are obviously good, but at the same time, we're not really taught to understand, you know, what it means to benefit ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and so, to protect yourself. Yeah, to protect and yourself. Like establish yeah. boundaries in yeah. friendships, in assignments, yeah. in a line, and everything. And God gives you the discernment to understand what's right for you. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I truly believe, like if you're God's child, God will tell you, "This is what I want for David. This is right. what I want for Jordan, off one mm-hmm. Miles, Jonas." Yeah. So, um, sometimes you know those people in our lives, you know, who aren't in alignment with you know what we think, mm-hmm. um, can oftentimes be dead weight. Yeah. yeah. And so we're carrying that dead weight, but it doesn't have any meaning. It's dead. Yep. And so. Um, and that dead yeah, weight, yeah. it, t- it turned a thirteen day journey yeah. into thirteen years. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I'm all about prolong. Like I'm, I'm not all about this, but I'm a believer that um, we can prolong the process. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like God can want to take us to the promised land, but we because we don't want to let go of that yeah, dead yeah. weight, or we don't want to let go of that person. Yeah. We don't yeah. want to let go of that thing. Mm-hmm. We don't want to let go of that person. We don't want to realign a relationship to where it's beneficial yeah. to what God is trying to do in our very own lives. Amen. You know what I'm saying? The questions you need to ask when it comes to realignment is where am I? What do I need? What do I have? And what do I need to do? Mm. So ask yourself those four questions uh, whenever it comes to aligning these relationships. We weren't able to touch on advisors and assignments, but I really think this conversation right here was enough when it came to friendships and relationships and just navigating those friendships and associates. We definitely bless these folks. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Y'all welcome. Just saying, nah, God be glorified. God be glorified, for real. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Part two, part two. And whenever you're realigning, it might take a conversation. A conversation might need to be had when it comes to realigning these relationships with these people. But whenever you're having these conversations, Never, ever, ever. I don't think it's necessary to point out what they're doing wrong, what they need to fix, what they need to do. Always approach it from, I feel like I need this. I feel like God is leading me to this. I feel like I need these certain aspects in person. Yeah. You because if you don't have that conversation, that's when they kind of get like the negative side yes, of being selfish. Because right, right. ain't nothing wrong with being selfish and choosing what's best for you and protecting that peace. Right. But you if you just like ghosting them and stuff, that's selfish. You got to express it. Yeah. That is selfish. You got to express it. Ghosting is that's selfish. Do we want to get into ghosting, bro? No, no, that's that's more not even <laughs> <laughs> I think another topic we need to add to when we do part two is clarity. Whew. How to make it, how to establish clear. Y'all know I'm getting to. Clear <laughs> intentions. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We need to get into that. We need to get into that. We'll get into that. So I appreciate y'all Ooh. listening. Appreciate you guys tapping in. Part two coming very soon. Yeah, I pray that the two, Lord yeah. uses this. And as he's using it, you listen. Yeah. Because we talked about last week taking L's. This might be something that you have to go through to grow through. 
So yeah. God will bring you to it to bring you yeah. through it. So just keep yes, going, sir. keep believing, keep trusting. Yeah. Okay. Yes, and sir. one thing I'm gonna say, if you love God, you tap the like button and subscribe. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. But make sure y'all like, subscribe, send to y'all friends. You know, share. You can't guilt trip him like that. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Nah, we, we see who skips. You know, <laughs> like, for real, like we really do hope like this. You know, this talk really benefited you, yes, if sir. any way, or you know whether. It applies to any relationship in your life if you're in that you know current state dealing with something mm -hmm. or you know you just need some you know extra biblical knowledge from a bunch of college guys right uh regardless we're just so very thankful that y'all you know stay tuned in um, we for love sure. y'all um sure. you know we're gonna pray for y'all too yeah um, y'all want for everybody yeah, we'll yeah. Pray. jordan prays up yeah jordan yeah, for the best <laughs> 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 jordan's on the spot for real <laughs> 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 um, thanks so, but, yeah go ahead heavenly father we thank you for bringing us together. We thank you for aligning the steps of the viewers for them to hear your word through your messengers, God. We pray that these words are not just a temporary high, but these words go deep into the heart and Amen. produce good yeah. seeds, yeah. Thank you, everlasting Lord. seeds that will produce good fruit in their lives, not just today, but for the rest of their lives. Amen. Peace and blessings to all the viewers and peace and blessings to all of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Let's get Amen. Amen. Hey, well, that's good. That's good. That's good. Appreciate y'all watching. Like Jordan said, like, subscribe, share. Share to everybody you know. Share to all your friends. Like I said, I am Miles Cutter. David Graham. Jordan Roberts. <laughs> Off on the way here. And you on us. Yes, sir. And it's DTTS Podcast, Deeper Than the yes, Surface. Yes, sir. Good, 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 good,